0: Science.
1: Hello, and welcome to Probably Science. I'm one of your hosts, one of three, in fact, Jesse Case. I'm um, Matt Kirshen. I'm
0: Andy Wood.
2: Look at us working it that out beforehand fl- so we actually flawless. timed it correctly. Yeah, so close, that took to us you. three hours to <laughs> figure it that did. out. That was a nightmare. We went through every permutation. This is Every the hard way of doing take. this. Yeah, let's let's jump jump straight onto our guests because yeah, someone I I, I don't remember where we first met, but I've known you the this guest for a, a long time. Very funny writer, actor, stand-up comedian. It's Liana Carrera. Hey, Liana.
3: Hey, Matt! Thanks for having me. <laughs>
2: thanks for joining. I yeah, I, I, I'm glad we worked this out. How I know, do you I, mean?
3: I know I can't even. I really can't remember how we met. I really can't. But I just remember there was a breakfast and there was a booth. and I think that's because we got together after the first night we met. But it's been like seven years since I think that day.
2: Yeah, it's been a it's been a while. We've so known each old. other for a long. T- we've known each other for just about <laughs> the length of this podcast, and we've only just managed to get you on the show. <laughs>
3: That's Sorry. okay. You had to go through all the really good talent first. Now you're with me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Oh, we've come back
2: mind. around. We've gone through yeah. all the good talent, then the bad talent, and then we're back up at the top. Oh, it's full circle.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Isn't it horrible when you realize how long you've been doing comedy? Oh,
2: it's depressing. <laughs> oh. depressing. I, it's I don't so know awful. my exact date, but I. At some point, I'm either about to or have just hit the 20 year anniversary of my first day. Di- yeah, year. like
1: I, it, it's like the way that like I think of the 90s as always five years ago. Yeah. Like right, it's just right. that was like five years ago, you know? Yeah. And I think it's, it's kind of the same with comedy. It's like I've always been doing comedy for six years. You know, it's like no, no, it six. I'm at the sixth year, but you know, I'm just kind of starting a headline, getting comfy with the forty five. You know, and um, and then I'll talk to people, and they're like, "Yeah, that was that was thirteen years ago when that oh happened."
3: My gosh. I'm like,
1: "Okay, that sucks." Um. Anyway, so seven years—that's like not long ago. I think in comedy relationship time.
3: Well, that's nice of you to say.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, since you guys have known each other, that's that's fairly recent. Yeah, yeah, you know,
3: it is. Imagine we'd were- all be. You were on a late-night show, right? I think you were on a, a show that I caught you on, too. What show I, did I, you do?
2: I think so. I did I did Fallon, and I did Craig Ferguson.
3: Yeah, I think it was Fallon. I, I don't know why. Maybe it was that. I have no idea, <laughs> honestly. it's just I remember thinking how funny you were, and then somehow we connected. Yeah. That's well,
2: cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad we did, and I'm glad we, I'm glad we got you on the show now. So, before we get deep into our stories, we like to ask our guests... What if anything is your background in science, and oh. that's ranged from cl- classes you liked or hated to blowing stuff up in the woods with your friends to whatever. Yeah, it could be you, a very flimsy answer. But you oh. just you just had a very rapid O, oh. so I yeah. wonder what that was about.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! So I was raised by like super evangelicals, and so their whole thing was like, "Do not let me know about science," and so um i feel like maybe i've caught up in my adulthood not not as much as you guys probably although i don't know i'm I'm looking forward um but i feel like science is not especially as like comedians you guys are also good at science i also feel like you're like right brained or left brained and for me like i got like creative and art and like public speaking but i didn't get like math or science like that's just something that like i feel like my brain freezes around so this should be a very interesting podcast
1: (laughs) wow (laughs) where were you raised
3: I was raised, um, I guess in the South, uh, my, my folks were like church planters cause there's not enough churches, you know? And so we were like always, you know, moving around and planting these churches. And so I, I was raised like oh, all over like different areas, like a military family for Jesus or whatever, like just like yeah. crazy shit like that. And so, uh, so I went to like private schools and like, you know, Christian schools and, and it's just like, you, you know, po- politically right now, it's crazy to see it come full circle because like. You know, back then they're trying to shelter you and like, keep, you know, you know that that they're not trying to like be straight with you about science and stuff. Right. Back then, like, you know, God, what how was the world made? You know? Oh, uh, it was like, you know, God made the world in seven days. Evolution is bad. You kind of got that growing up. But now I feel like it's on like fleek, like science (laughs) is real. Like we're marching in the streets with signs that are like (laughs) basics are here, you know, like like facts are facts. And it's like crazy to see you know, how much this debate over science and religion is happening right now in our public sphere. It's like back. It's like, it's crazy
0: yeah I, I really thought when we when we had to watch what is it inherit the wind back in oh. elementary school whenever i watched that i was like well that's good that that's a long time ago we'll never again have to like audit this evolution thing it's
3: like, wait, right? wait, hold
0: on is this still gonna be an ongoing subject
3: oh my gosh but yes there's your answer so please i don't know if this is gonna be like that brain quest game where i'm gonna google no, my answer no no.
1: <laughs> no 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 well, i i, I uh here. I grew up, so I I grew up in the south. I grew up in the same environment, but my family, like I'm I'm an only child. It's my my dad, my mom, and my me and me were like the black sheep. Uh, like I was like raised by atheists, you know. But but in an evangelical extended family, so it was very weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, that vibe was like it was it was all over the place. And yeah, I, I would love to know what they're up. thinking about stuff now. I don't keep up with a lot of Gosh, those
3: people. Me, me, either. We got free. Let's just stay free. <laughs> Let's just stay free. Sure. Now, Angeles. did you
1: did you have a southern accent growing up? Did yeah. you drop it?
3: I, I don't know because, like, I, le- I spent some time in Florida and I spent some time in Virginia and Georgia, and so I feel like I feel like it's still here a little bit. But uh, no, I think I'm pretty pretty neutral. Can mm. you hear it right now if I talk like this? <laughs> well, no, no. I
1: just I. <laughs> No, it's just like another stupid comedy thing where like I I had a really thick southern accent and was like bullied a lot for it at school and I think I I that's eh, all right whatever but I think when I was like 10 or 11 I intentionally tried very hard to get rid of it and then did that and now I realize that like if I still had the southern accent I would just be so rich.
2: Oh, you like, you'd have comedy. somebody There's that There's you have it. an yeah. angle
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, because it'd be like a totally different, you know, it'd be like, no one expects this angle, you know? Oh, right, um,
3: right. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I'm, like that the one comic, Trey, Trey, and his name, the liberal Trey Crowder, the, yeah, the redneck Crowder. liberal. Yeah, redneck sure, liberal, sure. he's doing it. He's doing it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, a guy stole my spot.
2: You know?
3: uh,
1: yes. And well, he, like, he probably has like a Boston accent or something. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> try to get rid of it.
2: Oh, my gosh. Liana's just got the... You've got the, the Cuban gay fluent in sign language because your parents are deaf. angle, yes. but nothing else. Nothing and, else.
3: And you just like dropped like facts like that we hadn't even covered yet. So hello, audience. Yes, my. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can't see me, but I have a very short haircut. Um, I'm I'm you know like a chubby Tig Nataro Um, over yeah. here. This was, this
2: wasn't me uh, outing uh, Liana. <laughs> People know already. Like it. it, it, it this is public knowledge. <laughs>
3: No, you outed me as Cuban. That's so rude. All the Cubans <laughs> all the Cubans went for Trump. So you're, you're so rude. Um, Did they really? Yeah, they like the- by a lot. Like, Is that a Florida thing? Yeah, it's so embarrassing. All the Cubans, I guess they like statistically. but But yeah. But then also I come from a deaf family, right? So those churches that I was talking about earlier, they're actually deaf churches, like churches for the deaf. So like Ooh, even right. more points in heaven, you know. I have like just stacked from a childhood of yeah. like saving the deaf people, and so that was great. Although,
1: very very hard to know when people are speaking
2: in tongues in a uh, deaf yes. evangelical church. Yes,
3: very hard, it's very right? difficult.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, is, I mean, actually, that's a good question. Is there a version of that? Um, like, is the I
3: don't, there I don't a know. We, we we were Southern Baptists. We always thought the Pentecostals were crazy. They scared me, and so there was no speak. We were very like frozen so there was no like crazy mm. uh snake juggling and like speaking in tongues <laughs> sure, yeah. surely
1: a deaf a deaf Pentecostal church, people's hands would just go off the rails. A
3: hundred percent. I remember we were invited down to a Pentecostal church where they, the choir learned sign language for us and they were going nuts with like signing songs and dancing over the stage. And like that, that was frightening.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah.
0: (laughs) By the way, Liana, have you talked to Moshe Kasher much about your shared experience of growing up in deaf uh, religious families? I
3: have yet to meet Moshe. I mean, I've heard, I know who he is and like, obviously same haircut. We ha- exactly. <laughs> yeah. We just we haven't run in we haven't run into each other, which is so crazy. We've created with with like similar people, but I've just never we never have. So I would be totally down to, to meet motion. Yeah, it sounds I, awesome. I,
0: it's just crazy that all these things aligned. Like yeah, he he for a while to make ends meet, he was um doing sign language interpretation for like television. With teletypes for the blind, whichever he, phone thing involves Yeah, he was, he was
3: working a video relay service. I know because I right, I, was, right, I had right, a yeah. similar uh, trajectory. So <laughs> I I, yeah. think I, remember, I think I remember tweeting at him once like, hey, if you can save me, <laughs> I'm sitting in a booth right now processing calls for deaf people. <laughs> I mean, like, but <laughs> wow. I mean, like, that's like the family business. You know what I mean? Like we, we have this gift, we have this talent and like when you get to LA, you got to survive somehow and so many right. people are walking dogs or waiting tables or bartending and, and we have this awesome talent where we can sign and so, we I mean, yeah, that's what you do to stay afloat. Right. I mean, and
2: sign like my my understanding from Moshe as well is there's there's a level of fluency in sign language that only the child of a deaf parent has. Yeah. As far as a hearing person.
3: It's kind of like a lot of bullshitting. Yeah. Like we're able to like note it. Like we can basically like so so many people who learn how to sign like at college or, or study to become interpreters, they're very buttoned up. They can be robotic. They can be. They're very professional, is what I'm trying to say. And so mm-hmm. they're like constantly like like even their signs are just really professionally like done. Like they're perform. They're a perfect performance. Whereas deaf children of deaf adults, we're like culturally competent. So if we don't understand a deaf person, we don't freak out. We'll go, hey, you're signing sloppy. Well, nobody would ever tell a deaf person they're signing sloppy who learned how to <laughs> sign in college. You know what I mean? Like we'd be like, no, 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 it's not me, it's you. Or we could just like open one eye and see what they're saying without even really trying because we grew up with this stuff you know what i mean and so that that's been the kind of cool part is that there's like certifications you have to get in the state of california to be able to be a sign language interpreter and like people go to school and study it like they do to study like the bar and people like moshe and myself who have not all kids of deaf adults by the way know how to sign fluently but people like us who who picked it up we just passed like an in-house test and actually i don't even know if so if he's certified, and I, I shouldn't speak for him, but... I think he is, because I'm pretty
2: sure he used to do it as a professional job as well. No,
3: but I'm telling you, like, they let you do it if you pass in-house, because you have to pass <laughs> their in-house test, so a lot of people Oh, think, I see what you mean, okay. Yeah, so a lot of people think, like, CODAs, which is what we're called child of deaf adults, were, like, punks, but no, really, we're I think we're, like, the glue that holds the fabric, t- the you know, the culture together, because, yeah, we can understand, we can sign in slang, we can, you know, it's all cult- right. it's that cultural element that's pretty cool.
1: Now, do you have a favorite interpreter? I mean, are there rock stars in the ASL world?
3: You know what? My favorite interpreter is, is right now is someone called Kelly for Access. I just met her the other day. Um, Kelly for Access. Here's, here's the thing. So many people are trying to exploit like sign language. You just don't know, like it's a novelty and I get it. Like, right. How do you sign pussy? How do you sign shit? How do you sign ha ha? Right. So I get it. I get that. It's funny, but like, yeah,
2: I, I, I got to I have done a couple of shows with sign language interpreters, including a setless show, and it's very hard to resist the urge to just say rude things and look at the
3: exactly. But it's sort of like maybe you were you grew up a little person, and it's it's like the 900th elf joke. You're gonna be right, like, oh right. my god, that's not funny anymore. And so that's sort of where what's so cool to see right now is the evolution of society in terms of like civil rights and minority groups speaking out for themselves and Black Lives Matter, and all. We're in like a really kind of serious moment of time, right? And but so, also
1: you're you're like a, a, a queer child of deaf adults cube. but you're like a south park character yeah you know well, I, you're I, like you nah, I, I'm, you got an well, every box like south
3: park so i do have to trust you on
1: that. Uh, <laughs> no it, i just mean you tick every box yeah, of like well, you know
3: i mean come on hollywood no but
1: <laughs> no i know well no that's what i'm thinking i mean i i don't i don't mean that in a negative way at all yeah, like yeah, what what no, the fuck Get, no. like for, but, fork over the contract
3: but, but i know I, I would love that but um but i i this this interpreter though her name's kelly and she went viral for signing uh WAP uh, by Cardi B. and yeah, yeah. she had to sign this very, she was, she, she didn't have to, she did. She signed this like crude rap song and everyone went nuts about it and, you know, send it all over the place. And, uh, and I guess the New York times or somebody, somebody was interviewing her about it and they asked her to go ahead and do the signs on camera of the vulgar part. And Kelly, they didn't know the difference. Kelly looks in the camera and she signs this guys. She signs this. She says, sign language is not for your, like your consummation to have fun with like this is a service i'm paraphrasing this is a service that we do actually provide deaf and hard of hearing community so like this is like this this is not happening basically and then she smiled and they thought she signed you know wet ass pussy and she didn't she signed a super like rebellious thing and so i mean i i just i just love her right now so she's at kelly4access.com she's she's been that's cool yeah
0: that's very cool. Yeah. It's a bummer that the only people who would get the joke are the people who don't need to get the joke. But, yeah, that's awesome.
3: Well, I love that it pull like, like I was saying, I just feel like in the in the culture right now, and, and there, there is a movement where it's like, you know, nothing without us, you know, nothing by us or for us without us or, you know, whatever that is. I'm very bad at my, my protest slogan since Biden got in office and I've been able to sit down. So uh, – but, you know, nothing with us, without us, whatever. And so deaf, the deaf, deaf people are are – like things are changing. It's kind of cool. That's great. Um, yeah.
2: wh- while we are talking about um you know cultures and maybe insensitive jokes, I, I, I yeah. think I owe a I think we all we all owe a bit of an apology in the last episode, um I going to be mm. serious about this, but last episode we uh we, we told a few a few too many jokes maybe about the Juggalo community and um <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. no please 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 andy and jesse Sorry. please yes. uh, so we we anyway we we were contacted by the um n icp and, <laughs> and they and they made it clear how unacceptable some of those jokes were and i just like to apologize uh on behalf oh, of us and behind and the show
3: you know what the, cra- the crazy thing about doing podcasts is is that like literally literally like you we just we're just riffing right and like somebody will come like it say you got like say you got you know snl <laughs> someone will come and take two seconds of their podcast and your career is over if you've decided to be a jackass right in yeah. that moment which is so well funny, the, oh, yeah One, the, or play a One jackass of The original hosts moment. of, like,
2: of yeah. the show did get snl and somehow but it was just about a year before or a year or two before they started to do that and i'm also right. i i I don't. I don't know what Brooks has said on podcast, but uh,
3: oh, but I think, right, no. no. I mean, luckily, there's. I mean, you're you're for decent people. We're not going to be saying anything super crazy. But what I'm trying to say, it's so off the cuff, and like people ask you crazy things at the last second to have an opinion on it, and you ha- you have to answer because it's like dead air if you don't. But like this, right. this podcasts are like a, like a high wire act. I think I'm very impressed with you guys <laughs> <laughs> for apologizing to the Juggalo community because I don't yeah. Know anyway,
2: ap- apologies to all <laughs> insane clown Americans and. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) and their compatriots worldwide for for some of our insensitivity
1: absolutely and if you want to see a a translation of wet-ass posse head on (laughs) over everybody to um no you're totally right i mean i i am terrified of uh fame that's what i tell myself anyway but
3: you didn't used to be right like 10 years ago six years ago when you started comedy (laughs)
1: <laughs> Six years. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I don't think so. But it's that's not like an unfair thing. It's just like, um, like uh, consequences for things aren't bad. It's just like an empathy all around thing where it's like, well, did I say that in a podcast last week? people change as people oh yeah like no for like sure. like you you quit being a whole religion like yeah. people do change yeah. people do change
0: uh-huh so i've and surely standards change of course yeah. yeah
1: so i've surely said things on podcasts where if i if i said it last week fuck that guy yeah but i but part of me is like well come on i mean i don't mean like slurs yeah no, you know no, no, but no, but, no, but no. like right. come on
0: man
3: yeah <laughs> you no, know yeah it's an interesting <laughs> time I, right now really it is, is.
0: yeah because they'll find you you know, <laughs> I mean, that that's like when when Mike Richards got outed for the Jeopardy stuff and like, I think he did plenty of things to disqualify himself. But when people thought that the like nail in that coffin was the podcast that I went back and listened to where he's like joking around with his coworkers who are his podcast co-hosts about how he doesn't know what the etiquette of like online dating is. And he doesn't know about when and how people send nudes. The fact that he said the word booby basically got him. that was like the final straw. And I was like, what? That's the silliest. And then if you listen to the whole thing, he just comes off as like a sort of self-effacing, like, I don't know how this stuff, wait, what what did you take a picture of? Like your boobies? Like he's being sort of silly. And they're like, well, he was the EP of the show. Like, yeah, but in this moment, he was on a podcast with his co-hosts and they're laughing at like, He did plenty of other things, I think, that disqualified him, but that being the thing that someone is thought of as like a Woodward and Bernstein for listening to 40 hours of a dumb podcast and finding that, I was like, okay, well, if that's the standard, someone can find that of me, and therefore, where do any of us stand? (laughs) We've got 10 years of this podcast, I have definitely said dumber things than boobies. Oh, dude, I've done, I I mean,
1: well, I mean, so like Brooks, for he, he. I mean, he used to constantly do like funny Japanese voice. You know, that's true. But he, good point. he got very
0: good point. Yeah.
1: He got right at, and and not the standard one. I mean, it was very funny, very samurai style, very funny.
0: <laughs> but he. Uh- <laughs> I just mean he,
1: he got out at just the right time, man. He right. hit that
0: like. Well, he still podcasts, so it's, but the fact that the fact that no one thinks that the goalposts could move in such a way that whatever you do now yeah. might eventually be bad is crazy. Like, how and do you now, not admit that's possible? We're doing
3: like, comedy now with like fully formed brains. I mean, we were like basically doing open mic on Twitter for like ten years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. just stupidest yeah. things you that you know. At least I'll speak for myself. I thought we're so genius in my doing comedy in my early 20s. And, oh, this is so funny. And, like, now I'm like, oh, my God, how does how do I make my Twitter just self-destruct once a year? Like, sure, like it's just sure. like work, working through things that I would never think about right well, now.
1: And I also think it's a very valid point of what Andy just said of, like, things now that, like, I think everybody on this episode today, completely on the level. We're all caught up. We're all aware of the stuff. We're all, you, you know. It's still gonna look like shit in ten years, of somehow. course,
0: unavoidably. Unavoidably, you know? <laughs> yeah. And
1: like, I mean, weird, weird stuff. Like, uh, whatever issues you're, I mean, just some word will change. No matter how you mean, like mm-hmm. saying uh, "straight," uh-huh. you know, to to mean like yeah. a cisgender, like that's on its way out because that implies that doesn't crooked. mean cisgender,
0: but okay, yeah,
1: or, yeah, okay. So I don't even know the shit, but I mean, like, uh, but you know what I mean, like straight. Yeah. I, I, for for heterosexuality is on its way out it has to be yeah. and you know it's like i don't i don't know how many times i've said that word it's just yeah, in the a, the only I path, don't know.
0: the only path forward eventually has to be that context and intent should matter as long as we prioritize that over everything that or freeze the words just this is it, freeze <laughs> yeah, it. yeah well that's not going to happen so
3: <laughs> context and intent should always matter yeah.
2: oh i don't think you but can like anyway. mandate that language has to stop like we've nailed it we've we've got language sorted now <laughs>
3: <It's>, <laughs> yeah, I thought sure. it was science, but we'll solve uh, all the, the world's problems.
2: By the way, looking at other correspondents, we got a follow-up email from Justin Payden, who we were talking last week as well about hidden bookshelf doors. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we asked how much it costs. And like, we sent Justin off on a – he actually did some investigation. This deserves a, a readout of the email because – So, Liana, we were
1: discussing how cool it would be to have one of those – Things where you pull out a book and there's a hidden room.
2: So he actually oh, investigated yeah. this, you know, he called the customer and could the customer couldn't remember, but the customer pointed him in the right direction. He found wow. the website for the company and it's the Murphy company, the same people who make Murphy beds.
0: Murphy is a brand. Wait, yeah.
2: what? Yeah. Oh, I didn't and, know that. <laughs> and the doors, the doors seem to range from between nine hundred and thirty five hundred dollars, plus about three hundred dollars for the magnetic lock and key fob. But then also you have to pay for installation. But he's like, not as expensive as I expected. So there no, you go. No, me neither. Me neither. But also now that's made me think that you could have a combined hidden bookshelf door and bed. Like you yeah. pull out the right... I mean, like, how's that for a date? You know, I'm <laughs> my my, date, my dating days are over. But, you know, if you, you lead someone into your study and they, oh, some impressive books you've got there. Well, one of them is very impressive if you just want to reach that... Hey, uh, I I
3: almost put one of these in in my my house. Uh, just two a Murphy years ago. bed,
2: or, or like a one no, the, where you the, pull a book down the, and then the, the whole secret, door, the whole wall yeah. revolves, and yes. then a bed falls down.
3: Well, no, 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 just like the <laughs> hidden doorway that you push the book and then it opens. Like I almost wow. did that. They're not that expensive. I mean, they're expensive, but wait, they're
2: what? Not... why? Why were you gonna do
3: that at your house? Well, because i don't know do we ever grow up i just like thought i want, you guys are fascinated by it right like i just think yeah. it's so cool like this idea of like a hidden room that you could like yeah that
2: that my, my question came across more accusatory than i i wanted it to <laughs> I, that, I mean, that should have been an impressed tone of voice that listen, i
3: delivered that with at my old no, house in, i lived in eagle rock and i had a we had a comedy stage built in the backyard we had uh, uh, chandeliers, uh, hanging from the trees above us. Like it was a cool little space. I didn't use it as much as I should have, but like, I loved, like I love like a house that's like playful. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just yeah. feel like it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. I wonder I'm if anybody's, I wonder if anyone's ever gotten sick of their novelty, um, yes. hidden. door. Yeah. Th- like you just you, have sure. to go back from that room to the bathroom and you come back <laughs> and gotta wait for this, like stone to scrape across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm fine. I, I, yeah.
1: I know. Yeah, that'd be the hard thing about, like, like assembling some sort of monster made of various people in your basement. It's like when you have to take a piss and <laughs> <Yeah>. go upstairs. <laughs> and it would just be a night. You'd be like, no, no one was going to come
2: down here. I sh- yeah, this I, is so stupid. Why do I
0: have to pull on the candelabra again? I just took a leak. I know. Like I know. It's-
2: it probably just becomes automatic, though. It's just that's just the door handle happens to be a candelabra. Yeah. But then
0: the creak... <laughs>
2: you would get some of- WD40 on it. Okay, I guess,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that is amazing though, like 3500 bucks. So let's
2: talk about with you Well, that's know, top that- end as well. That's they they started around 900 plus Right. So plus I'm just three, trying eight. you can probably get the whole thing including installation for 2 grand, easy.
1: Yeah, because I've always assumed you'd have to have, like, yacht money to put one of those in. Mm-hmm. But you can just do it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. But that's yeah. not counting the cost they of can't then stop you. M- making the room that's that's hidden behind that door awesome. you got to then make that room awesome. This is just the cost of the door.
2: But yeah, you know, There's no I'll... reason why that can't just be, like, the janitor's closet. Yeah. Like, just some mops and a hoover. <laughs> that would be that would be pretty funny. Just the lamest room because you, <laughs> yeah. you spent all your budget on the
1: door. And, and you're showing somebody. <laughs> and it's just the worst room that's ever...
2: Yeah, hmm. it's just yeah, it's just where you store boxes and stuff. It's just a yeah, job. that's that's Your what would happen. room.
0: Yeah, and have an old bags. Yeah,
2: yeah, an old treadmill.
0: <laughs> I keep meaning to get into this thing, but uh, <laughs> there's that. Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, the Murphy is a company. Hey, yeah, is there anything uh, anything going on in the news world, guys? Any any, any science, science stories? News? What's going on?
2: Oh, there's all sorts. Well, there's there's the first. Planet discovered outside of the solar system. Wait, what? I think what? I, I, in the original. Hang on, let me let me get. I've just lost the story that I have How left. old is that's that? A, that's an
0: exoplanet. That's yeah.
2: That,
1: how yeah. old is that article? Yeah. What oh, do you mean? Sorry. Wait, wait, us, wait, wait. But, sorry.
2: Wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. We're waiting. That's not impressive. That's not impressive. Okay. What I just said. Let me let me rephrase that in an impressive way. The first known planet outside the Milky Way is what I should have said. Outside of the galaxy.
0: Hmm. Oh, so every exoplanet we've found has been, been inside in our own the galaxy. Milky Way.
2: Yeah, it has been Milky. Yes. Oh, right. Okay. So this story, uh, in, in the Times, scientists believe they might they may have discovered the first known planet outside of the Milky Way. The possible planet candidate is the size of Saturn and located 28 million light years away in the spiral galaxy Messier 51A, also known as the Whirlpool Galaxy for its swirled profile. I thought like. Most galaxies are swirly. I guess I guess yeah. some of them are cloud shapes and some of them are other.
0: Also, I thought yeah. the intuition that I'd stuck in my head about galaxies versus stars in our own galaxy was that even our best telescopes have never been able to differentiate stars not in our own galaxy. Is that that's not true? Obviously, if we can also tell that there's a Jupiter-sized planet, I thought that all we could see was the galaxy as a as a swirl. You know what I mean? Like I thought, all the stars we can see are just in our own galaxy, and our best equipment only sees other galaxies as just yeah,
2: well, a so swirl. But so, not so this was okay. dis- this was detected. Um, let's find out how it was discovered. It was detected by the Chandra X-ray Observatory, which is a NASA space telescope, eighty-six thousand five hundred miles away from the Earth. This exoplanet would be much further away than any of the thousands of others that scientists have found in our galaxy, said a statement from the Chandra astronomers at the Harvard Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics. An exoplanet is one that exists beyond our own solar system. We knew that one. Mm-hmm. Almost all other discoveries to date have been within a distance of 3,000 light-years from Earth. This new oh. discovery, listed under the name of M511 and announced in Nature Astronomy, is chronicled in a 44-page peer-reviewed scientific paper that hails the methodology behind it as a breakthrough in the hunt for further, more distant planets than anything found before. Uh, the leader of the study, Roseanne DiStefano, said, we're trying to open up a whole new arena for finding other worlds by searching for planet candidates at x-ray wavelengths a strategy that makes it possible to discover them in other galaxies chandra Mm. detects x-ray emissions from very hot areas of the universe such as exploded stars galaxy clusters and black holes and creates images of their cosmic source in this case the telescope detected a dimming of the light radiating from an x-ray binary a system where the star with a mass of about 20 times the uh, the sun is in orbit around a neutron star or black hole and then the dip in that si- so so this or okay so this orbiting of this binary star around the neutron star gives off these X rays, and then there's a dip in that signal which is characteristic okay. of a planet passing in front of it, um, which is how they discovered the first exoplanets. I think they discovered it right, where yeah, right. just but with regular stars where just you see the regular star and the light would dim or slightly. Or stars and in it. our own galaxy. Yeah, exactly. Other potential explanations for the dimming have been ruled out in the nine years since it was picked up leading to the announcement now. The prospect... The dimming. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> the prospect that it might even be down to a cloud of dust and gas passing in front of the X-ray source is considered unlikely as the characteristics of the transit were not consistent with the hypothesis. To further verify their findings, they'd need to observe the transit again, and the enormous scale of the planet candidate's orbit means it would not cross in front of its binary partner for about 70 years. Mm. So it has a 70-year orbit. 70-year year, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean,
0: this this is like well, I, I assume what everyone I assume it's what everyone assumed that because basically every star now we can yeah. say in our galaxy has planets almost almost uh, across the board, right? So we would also assume other galaxies. Yeah,
2: that same, that makes sense. There's we haven't no...
0: seen evidence of it yet.
2: Yeah, exactly. If we've gone in the past, even like five, ten years from thinking that exoplanets are incredibly incredibly rare to almost ubiquitous
0: yeah i mean it's definitely another um tick in the in the column of life has probably happened or is happening somewhere else you know oh, sure
3: it says 28 it says million so light slim. years away it hasn't yeah. 28 yeah, million that's light years insane. i can't even yeah. like thousands of times uh, farther away than those in the milky way yeah
0: what's the closest to us like four light years or something it's something in the I, single I, or double digits, I, I think.
1: I reckon I'd probably have trouble making it, if, I don't know, if I was going full speed, one or two light years even, <laughs> you know.
0: When I started Googling closest star and article completes to Starbucks, which is obviously a better Google than closest star. Too. Right,
1: more people are Googling. Are well, I'll tell you something about this article. Um, you know, I didn't mean to sort of be slacking behind the scenes, but I was looking up these Murphy doors. <laughs> and yeah. then when I click over in the article, it's already my targeted ads. I'm what? screwed. I got. I got a. Yeah, it already has a big murphydoor dot com ad at the top of the times
2: dot uh, uk. That's and big Murphy for you. Yeah, that's big Murph. I. They've got a lot of different types, though. They've got a lot of different things that doors can be hidden behind. Yeah. Wow. I. Hmm. I like it. Okay. They've got like a sort of this. this one that's like a wine rack and cabinet. There's one that's there's the classic bookcase. There's something so, that looks a bit like a fridge. All at a pantry door, but then it's got a room behind it.
3: So many things you can do. I'd just like to know, like, so did these billionaires just start, like, launching themselves into space and then the planet was like, eh, nah, not really. You gotta go farther. Like, is this, like, like, like they think they're, like, so accomplished, and then, you know, surprise, there's, like, a new planet that, oh. like... Oh, yeah, the billionaires, they went...
0: They went 60 miles. They did not go very far. <laughs> one of them one of them, didn't even get to the technical definition of space, which is that 100 right. oh, kilometers. Like, yeah, Bezos, miles.
2: Uh, yeah, there was like debate as to whether Bezos gets even gets... Apparently, NASA gives like a patch to people who have... You get to wear a badge if you have... <laughs> it's a
0: participation trophy.
3: Yeah, yeah if you go like to space,
2: and Bezos technically doesn't qualify because he's not got far enough away from the Earth's surface to count.
3: So you guys have made right. the, like a tip joke, right? Like he just got the tip. Like that's been made. I just want to make sure.
2: Oh no, no, <laughs> it
0: was
3: just space soaking. They were just he had soaking. He has space, like a space. giant space dildo soaking. that he flew up on. And what you're telling me is just the tip just kind of kind of went out and came back in. Is that it? Kind of grazed, <laughs> yep. yeah. Okay, so he's got his space virginity. I see. Okay. See, you didn't think the lesbian was going to come on and make a dick joke. No,
2: no, I, I, it's twenty two. Honestly, I'm progressive enough that I say you're allowed to. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh,
3: yeah. It's true. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. that's disappointing though to to know. I didn't realize that the news made it sound like he like got somewhere and 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 now Earth is going to be destroyed because the money's not being used here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know about all that. Like, everyone's like billionaires are trying to escape the planet. like, where would they go? Like, anybody who thinks there's an escape plan, like, no, it's not about ex- escaping. Like, it's going to be awful wherever you go that isn't Earth. It's yeah. much easier to make Earth habitable. But you know, I'm not going to also like, shoot down anybody's
3: shithole planet. Shithole. Yeah. Planet. But, yes. But uh, <laughs> like,
0: the idea that we should shoot down anybody's interest in space exp- exploration because it's automatically a waste of money is just not the right take. Is, oh, it, they're to me, they're a
1: hundred percent just. Just bored. I mean that. That's like. Yeah,
0: I disagree. I disagree. I mean, I. I think. I, I okay, I yeah, can't,
1: they're can't, all going to space now that they shut down fucking Epstein's island. Okay, they're all just going <laughs> to space now.
0: These dudes are. These dudes are bored.
1: They can't hunt humans for sport anymore, and they're like, I need to build a rocket you know
0: i mean i I don't think elon musk for instance i don't think he's motivated by boredom i think he's an interesting character i think he's yeah yeah neurologically different from me but i think he has a lot of good intentions that will probably be a net positive on humanity but that, whatever you,
2: well, you, what time, neuro- time will tell but uh well we're yeah. talking about neurologically different here is a story mm. that i i've got to say my instant reaction is bullshit well, on this I, the thing I just I am, to, but uh, I'm only going to believe
1: it? a story if it's from the University of Helsinki. Otherwise, I don't want to fucking hear it.
2: Well, okay, <laughs> okay. So it is from the University of Helsinki, Jesse. So okay, well, it, well, it sounds legit. What's up? <clears throat> but so this this story on Science Daily, behavior resembling human ADHD seen in dogs. Mm. And this wow. is going to be one of these. I, Why is that so? Like instantly... this just really feels like the setup for a very lazy late night joke. <laughs> like if uh, I was if I was writing for a late night show right now and I was phoning it in, that would be all right. There we go, done, easy, done. Well, ADHD because you, you
1: you can't say humans with ADHD are resembling or showing dog like behavior. You know that's a problem. <laughs> so you got to do it the other way, I guess. Um, so
2: so dogs dogs share. So this is Professor Hannes Lohi, head of a canine gene research research group at the University of Helsinki. Says our findings can help to better identify, understand, and treat canine hyperactivity, impulsivity, and inattention, and they indicate similar similarity with human ADHD, consolidating the role of dogs in ADHD-related research. Mm. Dogs, I'm speaking of someone who got an ADHD diagnosis during lockdown, after many decades of not having it, or the diagnosis that is. Yeah, the, right. right. Uh, dogs, dogs share many similarities with humans, including psychological traits and, and the same environment. In addition, ADHD-like behavior naturally occurs in dogs. This makes dogs an interesting model for investigating ADHD in humans, says doctoral researcher Sini Sukama. Professor Lohi's research group collected data on more than 11,000 dogs by conducting an extensive behavioral survey hyperactivity impulsivity and inattention were examined using questions based on a survey utilizing human ADHD, ADHD research the, goal so of, the the dogs got distracted when they answered yeah the, they just couldn't focus on the essays and <laughs> the, essay the goal
0: always but, the dogs, but yeah. I
2: presume I presume from this story not all dogs I presume this is because otherwise it's not a story if all dogs responded the same the whole right. the whole point of this is like with humans there is a neurodiversity in dogs right. So the goal of the study was to identify environmental factors underlying canine ADHD behavior, like behavior rather, and potential links to other behavioral traits. The dog's age and gender, as well as the owner's experience of dogs, made a difference. We found that hyperactivity, impulsivity, and inattention were most common in young dogs and male dogs. Corresponding observations relating to age and gender in connection with ADHD have been made in humans too. Dogs who... Spent more time alone at home daily were more hyperactive, impulsive, and inattentive than dogs who spent less time on their own. As social animals, dogs can get frustrated and stressed when they are alone, which can be released as hyperactivity, impulsivity, and inattention. It may be that dogs who spend longer periods in solitude also get less exercise and attention from their owners, Sulkama muses. I don't know if that's amusing. Like if <laughs> yeah, that's a music
0: is an interesting choice of words.
1: So. Yeah, I just think that's a a very distinct possibility. You know, yeah. like it's.
2: Um, hmm. And they discovered a new link between hyperactivity and impulsivity, and the owners' experience with dogs, as the two traits were more common in dogs who were not their owner's first dogs. The causality of this phenomenon remains unclear. Like so far, this just seems mm. to be that like shitty dog parents are yep yep, yep. have dogs that are less calm. Is the like, am I, am I wrong about this? No, uh, I
0: definitely don't extrapolate that to humans or we will be, uh, this will be the last <laughs> podcast episode. <so. laughs>
2: people. No, I, I uh,
1: yeah, it's like how, how people think that, um, small dogs bark a lot and it's like, well, no, that no, they don't. You just, uh, they're puppy size and so you never fucking trained them. And, Wait, um. what
0: is that? No, there aren't different personalities by breed and some breeds aren't different. Are, of course size. there are
1: different, there are different traits per things but it's like thinking of like um you know oh man chihuahuas bite a lot and they bark all the time it's like well you never you didn't train your dog
0: like okay wait
2: you're not going to say equally trained chihuahuas
0: like, and mastiffs are going to have the same barking but
1: patterns. if someone
2: has an alsatian that's prone to biting a lot they train that out of them early and whereas a chihuahua they just go that ah, that's how he is
1: yeah like a like a german shepherd can hurt you if it jumps up
3: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to a toy poodle well, you know what I mean? That's
3: a Caesar Milan philosophy right there. Like you don't like it's never the dog's fault, it's the human's fault. I'm with you on that one.
0: <laughs> but I'm, I I mean I'm with you that you should take responsibility for your dog, but are you saying there are really no behavioral like patterns that are consistent across uh, from uh, that are consistent There are there are, one so, there breed, are behavioral patterns
1: breed? that have been bred into right, like uh, right. like yeah, like dachshunds like to dig. Yeah, and I
0: know?
2: have Yeah, three why of, why they, wouldn't
0: they, barking why couldn't they, barking be one of those things that's been bred?
3: Um, you
2: you you do you say you currently have 3 of them or you had 3 of them I
3: have 3 of them currently I don't know if you've heard them they've they barked a few times over the recording but uh dachshunds dachshunds or chihuahuas? are are great man yeah I have 3 dogs Oh
2: I love dachshunds
0: so much we, we had had two, Yeah dachshunds are great
3: And they're f- 2 or 15 and so we got a pandemic puppy and that one is I mm. exhibiting signs that you guys are talking about just because like we were home with her all day, every day, and then we started going back in the real world and she like she became like a mountain goat. She got on everything, all the tables, ate chocolate, <laughs> went to the emergency room like three times with her, like told me to take her to the emergency vet, went back to the emergency vet. Like it was like crazy with her and it continues to be. And uh, but she's getting a little older. She's a year and a half now. Uh, but I see, I could see that my oldest dachshund. Thanks for letting me talk about this. My oldest dachshund, I think, I think has anxiety and he's had anxiety his whole life. So it makes sense to me that there would be like Prozac or medication or antidepressants for, to regulate him because he just is always anxious. Um, so it makes sense to me that like, why, why wouldn't they have other, you know, sort of things like ADHD? Like that's interesting.
1: Right. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So, um, yeah, so they, they also say, uh, this article says, people may pick as their first dog a less active individual that better matches their idea of a pet dog, whereas more active and challenging dogs can be chosen after gaining more experience with dogs. Mm-hmm. Breeding has had a significant effect on the breed-specific behavior of different dog breeds. Difference between, between breeds can also indicate genes underlying the relevant traits. Hyperactivity and impulsivity on, on the one hand and good concentration on the other are common in breeds bred for work such as the German Shepherd and Border Collie. In contrast, a more calm disposition is considered a benefit in breeds that are popular as pets or show dogs, such as the Chihuahua, Longhead Collie, and Poodle, making them easier companions in everyday life.
0: Wait, Chihuahuas are calmer than yeah, Border Collie. Seem right. okay, yeah, okay.
2: Then again, the ability to concentrate has not been considered as an important trait in these breeds as, as in working breeds, which is why inattention could be more common amongst pet dogs,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, says Professor Lohi. The study also confirmed previously observed interesting links between hyperactivity, impulsivity, and inattention, and obsessive-compulsive behavior, aggressiveness, and fearfulness. ADHD is often associated with other mental disorders and illnesses. For example, OCD often occurs in conjunction with ADHD. In dogs, OCD-like obsessive-compulsive behaviors can appear as, amongst other things, tail-chasing, continuous licking of surfaces of themselves, or staring at nothing. F- I think I'm Wait, a dog. I, I, advocate guys. For I think I am a dog. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: I, I would like to think that the the staring at nothing is uh, metaphorical. Yeah. just your your dog's just having a real moment, you yeah. know, like a, a grizzled detective. Um, <laughs> Just it's staring like that, at it.
0: that shower that you take while you crouch down to the floor in the shower. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you mean just how showering is? For me? Is
0: that how showering always
1: is? It ends up when <laughs> the floor? Jesse just
2: has a very small shower cubicle. That's the only thing. It's just he's yeah, yeah. The, he- the shower head's too low and he can't adjust it.
1: Sitting down in the shower is great. And I don't know why it gets associated with like clinical depression. It's uh, fucking great. <laughs> No, I, I'm not sitting. I'm, I don't sit down in the shower because everything's worthless. I sit down in the shower because this water feels lovely. I right. right. Knew that it was associated you
3: know, with that, but that makes so much sense now. I'm like laughing over like yeah, the like, course of my
1: life, like in in all the movies. You know, it's uh, if in in the movies, if you sit down in the shower, you're having a problem.
3: Oh my you know? gosh, that's true. Yeah. No, I love those shower and, baths uh, as a kid. Do you remember those? Like, did you guys ever take those? Were you like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's great. It's great.
1: You know. No, I'm a a big fan of lounging around in the shower. It's great.
0: Maybe it's time for me to get a shower chair. Maybe meet you in the middle. Don't go to the floor. Just get a shower chair.
1: (laughs) See, I would consider a shower chair without... I mean, of course, some people need a shower chair. But I would think just a, um, uh, you know, a recreational shower chair, I think, would be more of a
0: sign (laughs) of a problem.
3: I think so, too. You know every
0: time you're going to need that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the findings suggest that the same brain regions and neurological pathways regulate activity, impulsivity and concentration in both humans and dogs says sulkarma. this strengthens the promise that dogs show as a model species in the study of ADHD, in other words the results can both make it easier to identify and treat canine impulsivity and inattention as well as promote ADHD research I'm still I, nice. I still don't know how you distinguish between an ADHD dog and a dog yeah, or, or an OCD dog and a dog.
3: I
0: think. I guess if they don't finish their problem sets, well, you have to have professionals. Schedule, like,
3: <laughs> like you have to have professionals right. to like be able to give them psycho evaluations, right? Then <laughs> I think that that could exist because it's there just are without, without
0: the idea. Sorry, go ahead.
3: There are dogs who like legitimately exhibit like like neuroses and like stuff like that.
2: Well, I, I, that's true.
0: Yeah, I, I don't doubt that this could. Uh, that the same way that depression and a, a human behavioral things can be be seen in dogs it's more like with ADHD, it seems like the, the diagnosis is usually based on, like, something outcome-based that's not happening. Oh,
3: like a test. Like, so,
0: what, I, I'm just wondering, what, what is the oh, dog right. not getting done that we want it to get done? Yeah, you know like, focus mean? on its like, homework like,
3: and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. what
2: is it not focusing on? Right. Well, so, sometimes when they, you know, really want to get home and they're really excited to get back to the house after a walk, it's because they're worried they left the oven on. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm.
0: Did I tell you guys I was briefly um, uh, on the search for a dog?
2: I, I didn't. Well, yeah, more because did I didn't,
0: I didn't send you a that. link to Winslow. Yeah, more because there was a specific dog that seemed up my alley. Um, <laughs> if I'm going to get a dog, it's going to be old. Listen, it's going to be a de- yeah, that- double digits age dog. I don't yeah. want to deal with puppy That's shit. That's the way to do it.
2: That's I want to have a sub
0: gotta- five year commitment. And he's
2: going to have a butler's name.
1: <laughs> no, my, yeah. parents, my parents adopt elderly dogs. They're like the most commonly dropped off dog, too, at it- the, uh, down at the old uh, pound.
0: Right, Aww. and I, I just—I don't want to be one of the fucking uh, COVID dog adopters who, yeah. you know, if if things go back, like I'm living in the desert, and I, for now, this is where I am, and I might be here forever. I just don't know. I just don't, I don't I want to be one of those people who's like, yeah, now I live, I have the space and uh, and the time to do this, working from home, and then fast forward eighteen months, and like the world is totally back and every job expects you to be in person. And I'm suddenly not a bad dog parent. When you say
3: say desert, are you like in Joshua tree? Like, where are you?
0: Joshua tree. Yeah. Good guess.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice place to be for the pandemic.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And a great place to have a dog, but I just don't want to like set up an expectation.
3: That you have to keep it.
0: (laughs) Well, no, I do want to keep it. I just, I I wish I could, all all of us wish we could see what the future held for work and schedules and expectations, but.
3: Very um, responsible of you.
1: Right. So don't get like a turtle or something. Right. Um, Have you considered a pet with, you know, just like a, I don't know, a guinea pig or something, something with a.
0: No, I like dogs. I want an old, I think an old dog makes sense because then you don't. I don't know. Will they also be? I don't know how to like reduce the possibility of separation anxiety down the road. Like if you set up a dog with too much expectation of constant interaction, and then it goes to yeah. half that amount mm. because of a it's job. True. I don't know what that does to them. And it's eh. true. It's true. It's probably also why I don't have children at this point. It's the same kind of hemming and hawing. But
3: but you could <laughs> yeah. maybe
2: adopt a, like an old child. Yeah, yeah like a forty-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I would, I
3: would take an eighty-seven-year-old. Yeah. Five years commitment yeah. max. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You, I, you, you are a you're a big brother.
0: Well, yes, but he's now. Um, oh God, I, I shouldn't say names. He's, um, I think, twenty now, and it's well, yeah. Once once yeah, they graduate right. high school, done. it's sort of right. I had 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 the dog, the human version of the elderly adoption of a. Yeah, usually you don't get matched up with someone when they're. I think he was at the end of his junior year, but um, it happened anyway. So, yeah. Hmm.
2: Well, you could. You could adopt a condor.
0: Ooh. Can I now? (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, you can't. uh. But this story sent in by Justin Broad, that the San Diego Zoo, just down the road from us, has Mm -hmm. confirmed... The first confirmed hatchlings... Uh, of two condor eggs that were unfertilized.
3: <laughs>
0: mm.
2: Now yes. I see why the, I'm the, a the, guest
3: the... today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't have that lined up.
1: You
3: didn't plan it. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm offended. No. Yeah.
1: Um, the discovery of parthenogenesis or asexual reproduction uh, is a first for the species, and uh, by historic confirmation through molecular genetic testing. Mm. Yeah. So these uh, these conservation scientists at the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance, they reported this discovery in the Journal of Heredity. Uh, it's the official journal of the American Genetic Association, the also, AGA. The,
2: the Journal of Heredity also sounds like some sort of horror movie book.
0: Oh, absolutely. Don't open it. Yeah, if you, yes. had to, you have to. You have to sign your name in- if it gets opened. Yeah.
2: yeah, your name is signed in the Journal of Heredity. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's what you thats what you keep alone in the room behind the bookcase.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, that's murphybed.com, everybody. <laughs> murphybed.com. Um, offer code. <laughs> Get sponsored by Murphy Beds. Oh, so, um, man. Um, Murphy doors.
2: I got one. I got one in my study. And let me tell you, it's changed yeah. my life.
1: <laughs> they got so many you can choose from. And I set one of these things up. And uh... all right, guys. So during a routine analysis of biological samples from two California condors, at the zoo. Um, They have a managed breeding program there. You know what I'm saying? So they keep an eye on you. They, they're like, you can't, there's, there's no behind the scenes hanky panky at the San Diego zoo within the, in the the old condor nest. Um, And the scientists confirmed that each condor chick was genetically related to the respective female condor uh, that laid the egg from which it hatched. However, in a surprising twist, they found that neither bird was genetically related to a male meaning both chicks were biologically fatherless and accounted for the first two instances of asexual reproduction to be confirmed in the California condor species. Now, additionally, the two dams that 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 is the matriarch condor oh. um th- they were continuously housed with fertile male partners so this uh, parthenogenesis discovery is not only the first to be documented in condors but is also the first discovered through the use of molecular genetic testing and the first in any avian species where the female bird had access to jizz
2: <laughs> this a, a is mate. true a, a mate. But and yeah, sti- and, I guess. Still, oh,
3: sure. and still turned it down so let's talk about it <laughs> still oh yeah no absolutely they're,
1: yeah I mean that really is like if you were the last you know woman on earth or whatever there's still just like no yeah like all these they're locked in a cage together she's like no
3: yeah no these are they're lesbian birds it. and I think we should give the mm-hmm. lesbians credit right here right now because you know how often we hear being gay is not a thing in nature well guess what are y'all
1: uh, no <laughs> well I've often said that the lesbian California condor community yes. is is you know on the forefront of of these issues, um, and and they, so they look like of kind
2: of they look quite stern as far as like you know they're, they're sort of older, kind of scarier le- lesbian birds.
3: Yeah, the OG. Or scarier to me. The OG ones, mm. yes, definitely like Mischfest type lesbian Uh, birds what 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 fest (laughs) Mishfest. you guys i don't know what that is oh my gosh it's like an old school like uh i can't even like actually talk about it because i'm sort of younger but it's like this old school like like basically uh woodstock with all lesbians with like like just birkenstocks and people playing guitars and like shows and like comedy and stuff and they had a huge there was a huge drama falling out. And I don't even think it's on anymore. Because some people wanted to accept trans women. Some people didn't. Women born women. Oh, and there was man. a whole impl- implosion of the of the weekend. And I never I never went but the mish fest lesbians are like the grandma lesbians basically not no offense. Mm. Oh my god, I'm gonna get hate. Maybe the no. mommy's the mom, no. the mom no. old this- mom lesbians. <laughs>
0: this is fascinating i just googled it i didn't know that the mish is michigan it was the yeah. michigan women's music festival i didn't know yeah. this and you is grew up in, in michigan backyard. but you also yeah,
2: didn't grow up as a as a lesbian so yeah.
0: no oh sorry to out handy as well i've just yeah,
2: I, that's that's helpful. two in the podcast i've just done <laughs> mm. but
0: oh well, this now, is a this is a beautiful region of michigan this is on the western uh coast yeah, of, but it's, of it's
3: not a thing it's not a thing anymore they shut down because they didn't want to allow right, trans women right. and, and and so they shut down which is sad but I don't I
0: know how this completely missed. It's been going since it went from 76 to 2015. Fascinating.
3: Yeah. You guys are just learning huh. so much about stuff. I know. Today. I... <laughs> mish, wow. the deaf, where's the death lesbian Mishfest? I bet you guys will know about that. I one. know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know either. How, how,
2: how shitty would it be if they had one and you just didn't know about it?
3: I <laughs> feel left it out. Just,
2: <laughs> no one thought to tell you i thought to invite you to perform
3: just yet another can you guys guess any? The,
0: can you guess any of the acts who played at Mishfest?
3: um i know one is obviously the indigo girls because they're amazing but like i feel like they had like all a lot of i don't know do you have a list in front of you
0: no no i was i was gonna quickly google it while you guess
3: yeah i think it's like the indigo Girls. there's a lot of like singer songwriter female like strong like kind of like that I think, like, again, I, and I know some comics were performing too over the years. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about something that I don't really know much about, even though I should.
0: <laughs> mm. This is, yeah, I'm just, I'm fascinated. This escaped my, um, your Michigan awareness history knowledge. Years. Yeah. 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 I guess the last one had, uh, Jill Sobule, famous for I Kissed a Girl before Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. Oh. Um, no other names that I know, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Anyway,
3: have you not Sorry, heard of so the under liberal?
0: Parthenogenesis. I'm not seeing them on the lineup of, of just the 2015 moms. Oh, yeah, sure no, because
3: they, no, they, they said they weren't going to come. So all these musicians started dropping out because they wouldn't let because trans women of the in.
0: Trans exclusion. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. So that's that. It went that to the wayside. Mm.
0: So it's a, a
1: turf fest. Yeah, that's, then, kind
3: went. Went. that's kind of the reputation it and got. That's kind of the reputation it got. It sucks. Yeah, because there's like a generational divide, I mean, right now between yeah. the uh, I, people who are turfs and the younger generation of, like, LGBTQ activists, there's a huge generational divide, and it's kind of sad. It's obviously really sad, but
0: it's yeah. one of the
3: things that kind of went, yeah, went that way.
0: Real missed opportunity being on the Lake Michigan coast and not calling up the Surf and Turf Fest. But, yeah,
2: that's <laughs> that that's for
3: them to figure out later. But, that's um, good. Yeah. We've to get you to punch yeah. up all the lesbian festivals. I'm yeah. definitely referring you for work. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Step aside. <laughs> Oh, my dear. And he's <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, um,
0: condors. I didn't mean to keep taking it.
2: Well,
1: the condor. Well, no, no. It's these. Uh, w- w- so what they did, the way they proved this, because I've been a little confused about this. They, they they only confirmed this because of the normal genetic studies they do to prove parentage. Because, you know, they got all these condors in there. And then um, this these uh, dams pop out some eggs. And they're like, who, you know, who fucked this lady? Right because nobody's owning up to it, so they got a test, you know? And uh, the results showed that both of the eggs possessed the expected male ZZ sex chromosomes, but all markers were only inherited from their dams. So all of the genetic markers uh, in the chromosome uh, were only from the mother.
0: That's wild. Wait, so, ZZ... This is a new thing. Yeah, I, I, I was reading birds? a little bit
2: ahead there, and I was the same. I didn't know that... X, the different animals have different sex chromosomes.
0: Because I know the X and Y are actually shaped, like if you zoom in on a microscope, they're actually shaped like X's and Y's. I'm assuming these ZZ's are also shaped like Z's? Yeah. They've got legs, they know how to use them? The ZZ sex
1: determination system is found in some moths. Um, Males have two Z chromosomes where... Oh no, here it is in birds. Yeah. I was wondering if it was a typo situation, but it's not. Um Yeah, very interesting. And there's all actually... sorts of weird stuff. There's a W, there's a Z and a W. Oh man, I'm way yeah, out. Yeah, okay.
2: So the I I the the Z as I would call it W sex determination system is a chromosomal system that determines the sex of offspring in birds and some fish and crustaceans such as the giant river prawn, some insects, including butterflies and moths, and also some flat flatworms and reptiles, including the majority of snakes, uh, some types of lizards and monitors, including komodo dragons. It's also used in some plants where it's po- probably evolved independently on s- several occasions. The letters uh, Z and W are used to distinguish the system from the XY sex determination system. In this system, females have a pair of dissimilar... Uh, ZW chromosomes, and males have two similar ZZs.
0: Okay, right. So, so W is like uh, Y, and wait, um, yeah, W so is like it's, X, so it's the other wait.
2: way around. From <laughs> it's the other way yeah. around from uh, humans, where it's the XX the two XX of the y. same is the, the female female sex. Hmm.
0: So
1: this uh, parthenogenesis is a natural form of asexual reproduction in which an embryo that is not fertilized by sperm continues to develop, containing only genetic materials of the mother. Uh, The resulting offspring are called parthenotes. While this phenomenon is well known to biologists, it's relatively rare in birds and normally observed in females who have no access to males. The California condor parthenotes were produced by two different dams, each of which was continuously housed with a fertile male.
0: Just said, no thanks.
1: Yeah. Both of these females had also produced numerous offspring with their mates. Oh, they One said eleven okay. they said
0: sometimes thanks. Yeah.
1: They said sometimes, but not no, not anymore. Sick of it. One had eleven chicks, while the other was paired with a male for over twenty years and had twenty-three chicks. The latter pair reproduced two more times following the Parthenogenesis.
0: Crazy. Hmm. Oh. By the way, I I had to do some Googling because so I was like, this can't be unrelated to the whatever the root of Parthenon is, and what is the that mean? What would you guess it means without googling? Parthenon. Hold on, or uh, Partheno as a prefix, right? Um. Mm. Uh, a trait that I didn't know was attributed to the Parthenon is a temple set up for Athena. Do you know anything about that? Do you know anything about her? That might be
1: um, um I don't know well so there there is a life-size one-for-one scale Parthenon in Nashville that what? was built for the World's Fair including the Athena statue. Huh. Yeah, it's in Centennial Park and it's uh, it's awesome. It's just this giant random Greek
0: shrine and the it's huge, you know? Well, If you had to guess a trait that Athena had that might have lent uh, the name Parthenon to her temple.
1: Uh don't know.
0: Virgin it means virgin.
1: Oh. Okay. That checks out. Okay, virgin virgin genesis. That makes sense. Virgin birth. I didn't
0: know that until right now. I'm not trying to act like I knew that piece of trivia. I googled it, but
1: wow, very interesting. Um, Studies conducted in 1965 and 68 identified parthenogenetic development in turkeys. In 1924 and 2008, scientists noted the same in finches and domestic pigeons. Although the eggs failed to progress to the hatching stage in the latter cases, so this is a big deal. This, uh, you know, popping yeah. out here yeah. with some, yeah, because they they actually hatched. It looks here. Um, They believe that though these results represent only two documented cases in the condor population, the discovery could have significant demographic implications. Although one chick passed away in 2003 at age two and the other in 2017 at eight, the team plans on continuing future genotyping efforts in the hopes of identifying other parthenogenetic cases. Um,
0: So crazy. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. By I, the way, I was still looking up this this chromosome system for different animals. So in in moths and butterflies, the females can also have can have Z ZZW, and ZZWW. So they can they, actually they,
0: contain more than 2.
2: Yeah, they they can all come out as female. Wow, that's oh, that's almost a whole website there.
0: Yeah. Which actually humans can have three sometimes, right? We're talking Yeah, about that and more. Yeah, yeah, there episodes. are sort of there are
2: I remember we, when we did the uh, sports gene episode right, right. of the show, we we found out that a lot more people than we think have different chromosomes to uh, the expected ones. It's not just as simple as X Y or X X. There are X P- X Y people all over the place. There are X Y Y, and and various other combinations. Many of which don't aren't that obvious and not noticed.
0: Right. Well, this is very interesting. I did not know any birds were ever capable of this until right now.
3: Well, yeah. I just know I'm I'm writing the next children's book about this because this is gold. This is like, this is like, yeah, yeah. no, it's like better than that penguin story about the New York zoo with the, with the gay penguin couples that are sitting on a, on a, on an egg that the zookeeper gave them tango. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. That's <laughs> a pretty great story though. If
3: that, I love that story. My kid loves that story too. But I mean, if that story can be like amazing, I think this one this one should go forward as well. Definitely.
0: I forgot, what? did they give any names to these? I um, looking back through the article. To any of the
2: Not uh, like scientific names or like just No 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 fun no, fun names. Fun like, names.
0: Yeah. I'm I don't think I remembered catching a name.
3: One is Mishfest. <laughs> yeah. The other is Etheridge. Yeah, <laughs> Etheridge. <laughs> By the way, is
0: her child is with David Crosby's DNA, right? And he passed away recently?
2: Um, Wait, David Crosby didn't die recently, did he?
0: I'm sorry. No, no. I'm, I think Melissa Etheridge had a child with David Crosby's sperm. And that child, I think, died uh, sadly in the last year or two.
3: Oh, yeah. That's right. That did remember, happen. I, I do you, do you want to... like listen, This is how close you guys are to Melissa Etheridge right now. Like, just happen to be at this moment. My cousin is a lead singer for a band called Antigone Rising and they're opening tonight for Melissa Etheridge in New York. What? And so yeah, we're so basically we're opening wow. we're opening for them that are opening for Melissa. So you guys it's very close tonight. <laughs>
0: that is way way fewer Kevin Bacon degrees than I would have expected from
3: exactly.
0: Melissa Etheridge.
3: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It was recent though her passing of her son. I feel like it was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, even.
0: yeah. I, I didn't I have anywhere to it. go with last, that. It's a bummer to bring up. Last year song. it was, it was just an a... opioid
1: overdose. Yeah. Last year.
0: Yeah. 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 Wow. And, Sorry, um, I shouldn't have brought that up. It just popped into my head and I realized yeah. it's a horrible thing to bring up. Well, while well, just...
2: well, we are talking about sort of uh, evolution stories, that there was or there are a couple of actual animal stories that were sent in by uh, Susan St Martin, but one of them is about uh, elephants that have. Uh, this is a science.org story. Elephants that have very quickly evolved to be tuskless in areas that have high poaching.
1: Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that uh, floating, uh, floating
2: around. This is. Uh... <laughs> this article starts by talking about war elephants. Elephants have long been dragged into war, referred to as elephantry. Military units rode into battle atop <laughs> these giants over millennia. What? And
0: yeah like um hannibal right
2: yeah. yeah but but there there is an evolutionary aftermath of a different type of wartime elephant use seeking ivory to finance a civil war in Mozambique. Poachers relentlessly targeted specific African elephants, individuals with tusks, sending the population and the frequency of this important trait into decline. The study reveals the consequence of this intensive selective killing on the persistence of tusks and the genes associated as well as for population dynamics. Uh, Campbell Staten, who is from the study, um, et al, also identify the simple genetic ar- architecture underlying the presence of tusks. The findings bring new evidence to inform debates on the roles of environmental and selective forces underlying treat variation in populations subject to harvest. Uh, basically, I'm going to skip ahead because this is very this this article is only one step away from the actual uh, journal article, which is oh, oh, which is, is way too, much. too, too much. Yeah. like. We we need it more diluted. So, I'm so, big, so
1: field, field, field data has revealed that the population of tuskless females increased by more than thirty percent as the population declined over twenty eight years.
2: Um, and that included fifteen years of that was civil war. The frequency of tuskless phenotypes amongst adult females born after the war was also higher than before the conflict, suggesting an evolutionary response. It's unlikely, yeah, and it's unlikely to occur without the selective killing. And then it was accompanied by a genetic signature. They now analyzed whole yeah. genome se- sequences from individuals with and without tusks, and supported the hypothesis of a more severe population decline amongst tusks compared with tuskless individuals. I
0: thought we sort of didn't use the term evolution when it was when the selection forces were with intent and from humans. That's just breeding. Basically, we've well, bred but, them but, but, to be no, tuskless. But the, selection,
2: the selection forces weren't with intent. Like it was, it's it the was other with way. intent
0: to kill to get the tusks, right? Like,
2: but that, but, but what's happened is. If if it was with intent, if it was with human intent, then there would be more tusked animals because right, it would be. Or breeding they had tried
0: the, to breed more yeah, of
2: because the, yeah, this like, is a the, side effect of but, you know yeah, genocide. Yeah, it's the just, it's I, I the opposite some... way around. It's it's basically these humans are who these poachers and uh, ivory sellers are the select are the selective force it's, that yeah, have caused sh- short term evolution-
0: intent. They're doing yeah. bad long-term intent if their goal is to have lots of ivory forever. But if their short-term intent is well, ivory yeah, but now, it's, it's also it's like,
2: yeah. The, if if yeah. it's human breeding, then uh, then the, then we would have more ivory, uh, more tusked animals. Right. I'm just saying.
0: Usually it. we don't like we don't refer to any of the breed distinctions in dogs as evolutionary because they were all caused by human uh, deliberate interaction. You know, so that's uh, this interesting. But, but to were, use
1: the term evolution the humans, when it's like the yeah, the Andy. Ones, but no, take I a look I, at I, any dog, no tusks. You That's know what I'm saying? No tu- zero tusks. So. I, I'm going
2: to disagree there that, that one, though, because in the case of humans and dogs, again, you are selective. The humans are selecting the traits that they want, and they are then enabling those animals to breed more, whereas this is much more like classic natural selection, where there are, there are we predators. We cut down their trees. Yeah, it just so happens that the predators in this case are humans, but there are predators right. who are attacking and these the- elephants, and these... And 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 those
0: predators are selectively choosing the ones with tusks to kill. I'm saying that they are doing a good job of breeding because they're thinking about the long term consequences. But I'm just saying, I thought in general, when human intent played in we don't call it evolution anymore but yeah we but no, i'm, I'm
2: still disagreeing but, with yeah. that though because there is no human intent the human intent the human is... intent is to
0: get ivory so you're only killing the ones that have tusks and therefore the right, ones so who have survived and don't is have still tusks will escape your rest
2: yeah as is everything
0: about the way we yeah. alter other species no intent. because when it when, it, it, when bad it's bad dogs, the ones intent. that you're
2: the ones that are surviving are the ones that you the humans do want Humans. Right. Like I'm humans, saying this is bad like long-term
0: planning, but it's still intent. It's still killing with intent, and therefore changing the course of the animal. And I just thought, whenever it's human, whatever the the, the the selective forces are human, I thought we didn't call this evolution anymore.
3: Mm.
0: Like what you're saying. Of course, they're not. If their goal was to have long-term tusk supplies forever, they would be selectively breeding to have more of them with tusks. But their short-term goals are just, I want tusk now. And therefore, those animals with tusks are getting killed off, and the ones that aren't are surviving.
2: Yeah, I, but but, but, I, but I do but I do like, think I do think that's the distinction, though. I I, I know I don't. Wanna, let's not get too bogged down in it. Yeah, but I yeah, think yeah. the distinction is that the the selective force in humans, uh, it's breeding if it is if it's going towards the thing that humans want. Like you are gradually selecting juicier tomatoes or or more uh, better companion dogs right Whereas here you're not you are you're actually Being a selecting, bad job you're, you're selecting yeah you the are long-term. you're selecting them out of the of the gene pool you're actually just overkilling um yeah so it, in that situation i don't think it's that different from uh like jesse was saying like you know cutting down trees or building cities and then that having a an evolutionary knock-on effect on you know animals that are that are better adapted to city life than uh, than forest life. Right. I right. found a um,
1: an article here on holacracy, which I guess is is uh, I don't know what the hell that means. Oh oh, along with other uh, methods of self management, frames the majority of its marketing around the concept of evolution. So so evolution versus selective breeding. Um is uh, Well, you know, I haven't read the article because we're doing the podcast. <laughs> but there's an answer. There's an answer. a oh, good point. Good. Other people have posited this question. That's my that's my uh, point. Um, So I'll link that right there. Oh, it's a Medium article. Fuck, I'll send a different, <laughs> I'll send a different link. Find I'll something send
0: a on Quillette for me. Can you do that?
2: <laughs> yeah, on Quora. Uh, no, I'll find a different... Is someone's substack going to answer yeah. this question once and for all?
1: No, I'll send a real link to an actual website that's... Worth something. So if their if their um, tusks
3: are being removed, though, like then they'll eventually become extinct, right? Because they can't survive. or they that? Isn't that how they like dig for water and stuff like that?
0: Oh no! I think that when you when you harvest a tusk, you kill that animal. So, so you're basically like
1: oh, no, allowing she, ones. No, she tusks means these, to, She means these new ones yeah. with no tusks. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And We'll have uh, we'll have a tough
2: time. Even though they are less likely to be killed by humans, you're sort of saying, are they not also less likely to survive, survive Yeah, without their tusks, and I guess. Uh, I don't know but I I, Cause they, I I guess elephants are pretty massive and can probably survive in other ways but
3: I don't know because I, I feel like they dig underwater for water sources and then they strip bark from trees and that gives them their like ability to eat as part of their diet so if they don't have that that, I mean, maybe that's why yeah. this is like that bad. Like, I knew it was bad, but I didn't realize it was like, well, shit. Now, now look what we, we've done. <laughs> you know, by allowing well, that. an
0: and extra.
1: And then yeah. think about think about how this affects humans. It's like th- there's going to be less piano players. You know what I'm saying?
3: <laughs> this is brutal.
1: Yeah. Like, how how uh, how are you going to be able to compose a lovely? Uh, I don't know. What I'm talking sonata, about. etude, no, I, a a sonata there's very
2: strict I think that's a good I a of- also like how will how will paul mccartney and stevie wonder know to get along
0: that's true.
1: exactly awesome. exactly still plenty of ebony trees you know what <laughs> i'm saying but that's a plant um no there's there's like crazy i, I watch a lot of antiques Road show and uh and uh, oh by the way just if anyone listening is is uh, doesn't know i'm i'm completely against harvesting ivory I'm 100% against it. Um f- fuck all that. Um poachers can can fuck off. I I uh there there's different rules on when you can sell ivory based on if it was like it has to be it can't be recent. Grandfathered ivory. in sort of, yeah. Yeah, you know, how like if you if your great grandma had some weird artifact, I think you're allowed to I don't know. I don't know the stuff with ivory. Yeah. I didn't know ivory came from animals until like 5 years ago. Like I'm an idiot, you know. <laughs>
3: You don't know
1: what you don't know. I, I, <laughs>
2: that's that's that true. That should be the motto of this, or the <laughs> slogan for this show. You don't um, know what you don't know. This is probably science, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we should wrap up the main episode. And, Ignorance
0: uh, is power, yes.
2: Save one extra little story for our Patreon patrons. But uh, for the main episode, Liana, uh, where can our listeners find you?
3: Uh, you can find me um, on Twitter at Liana C. Actually, I'm more on Instagram these days at liana l-i-a-n-n-a-c uh you can also find my recent uh comedy special was on npr's the frame uh you can find that you can find that on uh, seedandspark.com um i was a part of uh one of six there was like six rising stars or whatever comedians uh all, all all female uh and we uh we told some jokes at dynasty typewriter and so um you can check that out there if you'd like Awesome.
2: That's very cool. A great venue as well.
3: Yeah, you can check out all my deaf mom jokes.
0: <laughs> deaf uh, momity jam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that doesn't work. No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here
3: for you. I'm like, yes. Okay.
2: <laughs> Listen, you can find us. ProbablyScience.com is our website at ProbablyScience on Twitter, individually at Jesse Cased, at Andy Wood, and sorry, at Andy T. Wood, rather, and at Matt Kirshen. Yeah you can find us uh, on Facebook as well Probably science is the email address for any questions comments clarifications stories you'd like us to cover our website has links to the Patreon and PayPal donation buttons thank you very much everyone who helps keep the show going and everyone who helps spread the word and tell other people about us we appreciate you yes thank you for thank joining you for us me. thanks for doing it yeah, yeah it so thanks fun. guys bye bye Bye-bye. bye